0: A reading from First Kings Ahab told Jezebel all that Elijah had done, and how he had killed all the prophets with the sword. Then Jezebel sent a message to Elijah, saying, So may the gods do to me, and more also, if I do not make your life like the life of one of them by this time tomorrow. Then Elijah was afraid, got up and fled for his life, and came to Beersheba, which belongs to Judah. Elijah left his servant there. But Elijah went a day's journey into the wilderness and came and sat down under a solitary broom tree. Elijah asked that he might die. It is enough. Now, O God, take away my life, for I am no better than my ancestors. Then Elijah lay down under the broom tree and fell asleep. Suddenly an angel touched Elijah and said to him,
1: get up and eat.
0: Elijah looked and there at his head was a cake baked on hot stones and a jar of water. Elijah ate and drank and lay down again. The angel of God came a second time, touched him and said,
2: get up and eat. Otherwise the journey will be too much for you.
0: Elijah got up and ate and drank then went in the strength of that food for forty days and forty nights to Horeb, the mount of God. At that place Elijah came to a cave and spent the night there. Then the word of God came to Elijah, saying, What are you
1: doing here, Elijah?
0: Elijah answered, I have been very zealous for the God of hosts, for the Israelites have forsaken your covenant, thrown down your altars, and killed your prophets with the sword. I alone am left, and they are seeking my life to take it away. The word of God said, Go out, and stand on the
1: mountain before God, for God is about to pass by.
0: Now there was a great wind, so strong that it was splitting mountains and breaking rocks in pieces before God. But God was not in the wind, and after the wind an earthquake, but God was not in the earthquake, and after the earthquake a fire, but God was not in the fire, and after the fire a sound of sheer silence. When Elijah heard it, he wrapped his face in his mantle and went out and stood at the entrance of the cave. Then there came a voice to him that said,
1: What are you doing here, Elijah?
0: Elijah answered, I have been very zealous for the God of hosts, for the Israelites have forsaken your covenant, thrown down your your altars, and killed your prophets with the sword. I alone am left, and they are seeking my life to take it away. Then God said to him,
1: Go, return on your way to the wilderness of Damascus. When you arrive, you shall anoint Hazael as king over Aram.
0: For the word of God in scripture, for the word of God among us, for the word of God within us.
1: Thanks Thanks be be to God. God. Does this conversation sound familiar? Dennis, you're muted. There should be a little icon in the upper right-hand corner that says unmute. Touch that. No, you must have touched the share screen icon. No, not that one either. That's just for texting. Oh, no, not that one. Oh, now your video has disappeared. Okay, you're back. We can see you. Best not to touch anything. How many times have I heard these words? You're muted. Some of the best and most frustrating gifts of the pandemic have been the experiences with Zoom. I started about a year ago having monthly Zoom calls with my family. After our father's death in February, 2020, We had a plan to get together in January, 2021. When that became impossible, we resorted to Zoom. It was not easy. Two of my siblings are in assisted living situations where of course, during the pandemic, they were alone in their struggle to use unfamiliar technology. One occasion was particularly memorable. My brother kept appearing and disappearing. Every time we prompted him that he was muted, he would start touching icons on his tablet, and then his video would disappear. The only solution was to let him stay muted. Our scripture today lends itself to a parody of a Zoom call between Elijah and God. It would go something like this. Elijah, God, I'm so glad you could join this Zoom call. You asked what I was doing. I appreciate this opportunity to explain myself. I have done everything you asked. And what do I get for it? Only death threats. So I am done. Are you even listening? I can't hear you. Oh, I see the problem. You're muted. And then a bumbling God starts trying to find the unmute button while Elijah waits. Elijah, no, that's wind. Try another one. Still not right. That's earthquake. No, you've already done fire. Oh dear, best not to touch anything. Then nothing, sheer silence. Being humorous about the scripture is the easy part. Being serious is more difficult. In fact, it's laughable of me to think that I could tackle any words or message from this narrative. The story of Elijah is so well known as to be mythic. I, like most of you, remember it being read to us as children. Years ago, Al and I sang in the oratorio Elijah by Mendelssohn. These words practically sing to me as I read them. But what do we make of the part of the story that Cindy and Heath read this morning? that our hero Elijah, after having such an amazing win over false prophets and a three-year-long drought, is brought to a point of wanting to die. After demonstrating time and time again that he had a direct line to God, he can no longer hear the voice of God. When I confront this story, I first have to wrestle with the very word, God, What do we mean when we say the voice of God? As many of you know, when I was on discipleship council back in 2019, I raised the idea of a statement that clarifies our use of the word God. To me, the word had become overused, and I wanted to define it in a way that was significant for me. Part of the statement I came up with went something like this. God is a word we use to describe both the unimaginable force that brought the universe into existence and the divine spark in each of us that bursts into flame whenever we gather together. Exchanging the words unimaginable force and divine spark for God has helped me interact with spiritual concepts in a new way. When I think of God as the unimaginable force of nature, I can hear the words of God. It comes through in many of the books I read, especially those about the origin and evolution of life on our planet. When I read other books, both spiritual and secular i see and hear god as the divine spark in the creative human beings who wrote these books was elijah's problem that he too was becoming weary with his experience with god only in the opposite way that i was he had come to experience a dramatic god one who communicated in spectacular, frightening displays of nature. After Elijah had proven to the people of Israel that God's power could be seen in the events of nature, like fire from heaven or wind and rain, suddenly the same natural wonders coming to him when he was alone did not speak to him. His expected method of hearing God totally disappointed him. It was only when he was confronted with the unexpected, sheer silence, that Elijah could again receive words that moved him. Once he heard God's voice again, he could come out of his doldrums and act on the mandate that was given him. I have been intrigued by the scripture translation for what comes after the wind and the earthquake and the fire, sheer silence, I'm used to hearing still small voice. In meditating on this scripture. It came to me that the COVID-19 pandemic has been like a sheer silence, a bringing to a standstill of all our usual expectations of life and certainly of our experiences with the divine. Remember the stunned silence we all felt when the realization hit that we could no longer attend church here at SMC? How could we possibly have church, we thought, when we couldn't sing? We couldn't light candles together at Advent. We couldn't say together, he is risen at Easter time. Then slowly, as the pandemic went on, sparks flickered and flamed as we heard and did activities together we had never experienced before. We learned to use Zoom. We saw and heard children's voices. We had pet show and tell. We had intergenerational advent dramas. We were able to peek into each other's homes for art displays and Christmas uh, ornaments. We had sharing times about food, books, and nature. And then there were walks and more walks and walks together with others. Many of us have found closer ties to family and friends through the benefit of technology. Maybe some of us ...have read more books, saw more documentaries, and appreciated more human creativity through movies than we ever thought possible before the lockdown. And those are only the things I have observed. I am certain there are many inventive ways others of you have found to get through this trying time. As we look back and forward in this pandemic, we see many frustrations and also a number of unexpected gifts. The challenge is to receive these blessings from God, the unimaginable force, for perhaps even the COVID-19 pandemic could be seen as another one of our words for God, a manifestation of the supernatural a mysterious, invisible phenomenon, so powerful it has affected our entire planet. Has God become mute today in 2021? I say yes and no. Yes, maybe the God we used to expect to hear, the pre sheer silence almighty. But God, the life force in the universe, and the divine spark in living, living in all of us, is quite unmuted. May we all find a bit of grace in the midst of our stress to accept and even cherish the gifts of this plague. And like Elijah, have the strength to move on with our tasks. As my fantasy Zoom Elijah might say to God, hmm, there's a pandemic button? That's one I haven't seen. Go ahead, try it.
2: Thank you, Janet, for that good word this morning. Let us hum in this room and or sing in your Zoom rooms. uh, Rain down a familiar, beloved hymn, number 703 in your hymnals. And if you're in the room, well, if you're in any room, invite you to again stand in body and or in spirit. If that's something your body needs to move a little bit, Uh, let's hear this song. We have been missing our moments in community ministry. And today we have the real gift of getting a snapshot, a window into life that continues on at God's little acre, the divine spark within our neighbors who gather in that sacred space. Thank you, Susan, for being willing to share the story with us. Well, I I don't have a story to share because life is, Work there is very fast-paced, and so I have snippets. So anyway, I have worked at GLA as a part-time host for almost three years now. It is not easy work, but it is very sacred work. We staff encounter people as they come in, often with lives shattered. We offer them a safe place where we hold them while they find a moment of calm amidst the chaos, and they decide whether or not what is next or not. We see brief snippets from their lives that get chained together over time. We see people who are chronically dealing with their addictions while also handling mental illness. I have seen my coworker intervene with a client who had a lethal dose in a needle while she had, a, had Suboxone at the ready. I've also seen a more humorous side with a man from Guam. He recently brought in a white T-shirt with an American flag on it with printed words made in america under the flag he asked for a sharpie pen so he could cross out made in america and handwrite in guam he left that morning saying i love you guys we usually don't get such outward words of appreciation from our clients last friday i came in to find a brown goodie bag with my name on it on our office desk it was written it was brought by some elementary students from a local school the day before It had a few candies, a packet of cocoa and apple cider in it. It also had a handwritten card. The card had a saying from John Holmes written inside the pencil, written inside in pencil. There is no exercise better for the heart than reaching down and lifting people up. It was just what I needed to hear that morning. The note continued, Susan Lorenz, thank you so much for helping all these people in need. In recent weeks, we have had a literal outbreak of broken windows at GLA. Here you'll see in the picture um, is the facade of GLA. In total, five windows were broken by a rock within a week's time. The first photo that he's showing uh, shows the front of GLA on 33rd Avenue. The second picture shows where a rock broke through the window next to the front door. The third picture, amazingly, someone place this artwork artwork over the hole during a weekend just a beautiful piece of artwork and just as suddenly as it appeared a couple days later it was gone and somebody had taken it back to their car or somewhere I don't know where and um, the last picture shows the window is back intact life there at GLA comes, swings and goes all the time And our staff continue to hold people while they seek refuge there. People find restoration at GLA despite the trauma experienced on the street.